Hello, good morning. My name is Wendy Holden and this is my podcast for the morning of January 27, 2021, which is Holocaust Memorial Day. This time last year, I was invited to Westminster Central Hall for Holocaust Memorial Day on the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Auschwitz concentration camp. I was sitting right at the front amongst survivors and just a few feet away from the Prime Minister, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, the Chief Rabbi and the Archbishop of Canterbury. At this remarkable televised event hosted by Hugh Edwards, there was singing and prayers and readings by actors, along with all manner of moving tributes in memory of the millions who died in the Holocaust, as well in more recent genocides, such as Cambodia and Rwanda. Hundreds of people were packed into the Great Hall, and there was a collective sense of togetherness as we watched candles being lit by the Duke and Duchess, and the memories of all those who died were blessed. What a difference a year makes. Just 12 months later, and there will be no such public gathering, and no televised commemoration this year for the dead. Instead, during the country's latest grim lockdown, the government has announced the deaths of over 100,000 people from COVID-19 in the UK. The figures are shocking, and the footage of grieving families heartbreaking. Many of us have lost loved ones, and know of others who have been cruelly affected. In a special report last night, the BBC lit 100,000 candles in an abandoned church as images of a few of those who died were beamed onto its walls. Mothers, fathers, wives, husbands, children, grandparents, all gone in a matter of weeks. It was an intensely moving scene. This pandemic has caught us all completely unawares and has had devastating consequences for young and old, rich and poor. All of our lives are radically different from how they were just one year ago. People are afraid to leave their homes, afraid of dying, afraid that they will never find work, go back to school or see their loved ones again. As a former war correspondent and author who has spent many years researching and writing about the Holocaust, I am sadly all too familiar with this collective sense of shock of bearing witness to people numbly unable to comprehend the dramatic events that have turned their lives upside down with what feels like little or no warning. Although we are, thankfully, not at war, those of us who now feel utterly helpless in the face of something we have no control over are experiencing many of the same emotions felt by those historically caught up in conflict, in genocide, even in the Holocaust. Like them, we can feel defenceless. Like them, people are losing hope that anything will happen soon to save them from the unhappy situation they find themselves in. As in the past, families have been separated from their loved ones by decree. People are dying alone, far from those they cherish. Millions have effectively gone into hiding, terrified of an unseen enemy lurking in the streets. The parallels are uncanny and the numbers as soul-destroying. Just over two million people have died of coronavirus worldwide. I can't even begin to imagine what a candle lit for each of those lost souls would look like. But today, above all others, we must remember to look beyond our own lives and remember those who have died previously 
in conflicts and wars that wreaked the most terrible devastation on defenceless populations who were just as innocent, just as frightened, just as defenceless. We must think of the 800,000 murdered in Rwanda, the 3 million who died in Cambodia, and the 6 million who perished in the Holocaust, among so many others. If there is any good to come out of what we are now going through, then perhaps it will be that the, for the first time in the majority of modern lives, people will have gained a greater understanding of what it's like to be a victim of circumstance. Maybe now, children prevented from seeing their friends or playing outside will relate even more deeply to the teenage tribulations of Anne Frank. Perhaps those of us forced to live and work, cook, eat and spend countless hours together in confined spaces week after week will finally have some small inkling of what it must have been like in the refugee camps of Darfur, the besieged cities of Bosnia or the ghettos of Europe. The sense of waking up each morning with the heavy realisation that the news is no better and that each day will be much like before weighs on us all, as does the fear of being felled by a persecutor that continually seeks new ways to trick, entrap and destroy. Today of all days, we must remember those who have lived through this and much, much worse before us and whose dead we honour most humbly. Their experiences under oppression must inform and shape how we stand together now in the face of our own oppression and remind us of the courage and resilience of the human spirit. A year ago today, as I watched the tall candles of remembrance being lit by our future king, along with the survivors of unspeakable horrors, I quietly counted my blessings that I was born into a time and a place that was safe from such atrocities. That view hasn't changed. We still live in a peaceful and democratic country, largely safe from tyrants and monsters. These are without doubt extreme and difficult times, and we may well have yet more to face, but it's important to place them in context and to remember that we are not alone. Our fellow human beings are all going through this along with us. So if we work together, if we love and support each other, in the memory of those who are no longer with us, and with the deepest respect to those who are working so hard to save us, then I feel certain that we shall survive.